0: Yeah, the serial killer in the chat says, We believe in you, Brian. You can still get Halloween day three in before midnight. Serial Killer Normally I would tell you that your faith is misplaced. However, today I think you have nailed it. I've already got everything set up for a stream immediately after PSVR Games Cast Live. Wes, how's it going, man?
1: Awesome, dude! But uh, I'm excited for you. Can, can I ask what we're playing tonight, or, or is that going to be a surprise?
0: Uh, you can ask. Uh, I, I it is subject to change because you know like, I, I want it to be fun for me too, not just for people watching. So I uh, sure. oh wow, motorcycles on my end. I think that's a new one. Um, the uh, so so I'm currently planning on playing uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Help wanted, um, but. But it's very seldom that I want to play Five Nights. I think it's terrifying. Uh, I know that that's a divisive statement. Um, and, uh, and I just want to play something after this that I'm excited to play. And currently I'm excited to play that. But things may change.
1: That's, a, that's another one on my backlog. I, I think as we have our discussion today, Brian, about uh, PlayStation VR horror games, you're, you're going to be surprised at the relatively large number of them that I still haven't played. And this is one of them. That's amazing. It is a, a big... doesn't looks don't look it don't look scary to me, dude. It does not look scary. Don't look fun. <laughs> Maybe it's different in the headset. Yeah, it is. But it don't look very good.
0: Yeah, it is. Five Five Nights is Five Nights is terrifying because like for the most part like for a lot of the for a lot of the core games you can't move. Like you're just kind of locked in place and so like it's not like you can run away from danger. And I think that's what scares me the most. Um, and but I don't know. Like, it's 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 a little bit of a mixed bag because they are mini games for the most part, and some of the mini games are fun, some of them are not, some of them are scary, and some of them are less scary. Um, I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Uh, there's the, the 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 opinion of it out there is very 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 mixed. Um, some people absolutely love it, and some people absolutely hate it. Some people think it's terrifying, and some people are like, "This isn't scary at all. It relies too much on jump scares," uh, which I also believe See, it that's
1: does. Me. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like a lot of jump scares. They're not scary when you're expecting them.
0: Uh, Nick Mulo in the chat, of course, con- forever. The Brian Paul and says five nights is not scary. Wes, don't let Brian fool you. It's more annoying than anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's only, it's only annoying if you keep dying, Nick, <laughs> if you don't keep dying, you don't keep getting the jump scare. Just saying. Good point. Uh, Wes, uh, we are, uh, Seven goddamn minutes into the show, maybe we should get off this title screen and start the act, start the actual show. Let's right do right it, there. man. GameCamp Photon photonutter in the chat. Don't worry, we'll start the show eventually. I swear. Um GameCat photonutter in the chat says, "What if there's no sirens outside? Really? What if? What if it was just Silent Hill on my end?
1: That would be. It could be. Uh, yeah. It could be like uh, here they lie. I, I had sirens on my end last night when when I was streaming it. There, I didn't realize this. There are certain um, pictures on the wall in, in the game." And if you get like nose to nose with them, sirens start to bleed into your audio. I never noticed it before, but uh, we discovered this last night.
0: Interesting. All sorts of uh, all sorts of "hear they lie" questions uh, about that. But in the meantime,
1: this is PSVR Gamescast Live. We
0: film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here, 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. We do it live for your oral pleasure. Oral pleasure sure i'm pronouncing that wrong but it's way funnier this way my name is brian paul from psvr without pearl this channel that you're watching right here and this gentleman over here deep 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 in the here they lie subways uh is west dylan from virtual strangers
1: yeah we're actually we're actually in the old city the uh the the red on our way to the red light district as you can as you can see man i didn't realize like how bad i mean i guess i did realize how badly i want to remaster for this thing. But as I was preparing for yesterday's stream, I, I found my way into the uh, here they lie art station uh, sites, which art station, if you're not unaware, is a website dedicated to digital art. And a lot of game developers go on there to post their concept stuff and to, to see these scenes that I'm so familiar with in full, crisp, like high definition. Yeah. Uh, it just made my mouth start watering. It's so beautiful.
0: Yeah, it would be really nice to be able to play that game without awful turning options uh, and blinders and blur uh, and the use of analog sticks. I mean, yeah. Uh, I know Tangentleman Games doesn't exist in any kind of recognizable form anymore, but uh, but it would be really, really nice if, if somebody could make that happen for PSVR too. Um,
1: yeah, I, I would assume Tangent Games still owns the... the, the rights to the game, so it would, it would fall on them to do a remaster. The cool thing is is they don't need the Tangentlman proper to, to remaster it. They, they could do that uh, with, with any team that has any kind of VR experience. Now, for what it's worth, the, uh, a large uh, number of the people that are on that team that made this game are making another horror game right now in a new studio. So that's probably the one thing that I'm more excited about than anything, although we don't know yet whether or not it's going to support VR.
0: Hybrid games, Wes. Hybrid. Hybrid games, yeah. let's, let's fucking hope so. Uh, and, I, and, and I think, you know, eventually Here They Lie did become a flat screen game as well. Um, so I do think that lesson learned uh, kind of thing where it's like, hey, you know, if you want to make sure that you recoup your losses on this game, uh, that you make it available on the flat screen as well. Uh, but we want to make sure that it's played, also playable in the best possible way. And that, God, seriously, this this, this boom stand just fucking blows, man. It really does. It has. It's got some sort of erectile dysfunction, and it just doesn't stay up when I need it to. But that's what happens.
1: Well, when we you, know that when you get into your forties, Wes. <laughs> well, you, well, you know, Brian. They say if it if it stays up for longer than uh, four hours, you need to uh, contact technical support.
0: <laughs> they do say that. Um Although I've never had any complaints. Uh, Wes, we've got so much stuff to talk about on the show today, but let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping first. If you're out there and this is your first time watching, where the fuck have you been for the last six years? You've got so many games to get caught up on. But also, join our Discord. Click the link in the description below. That is where these conversations happen 24-7. And... Make sure you also subscribe to this guy over here, West Dillon at Virtual Strangers. Uh, our good friends over there constantly playing the stuff on PC VR and Quest, so that we don't fucking have to. Uh, it makes our lives so much easier. We only have to play good stuff. That was shots fired, West, well, at, at, at the Quest and well, PC VR.
1: Well, for what it's worth, this week uh, w- w- the uh, only PSVR stuff on the menu. This week we're not even fucking with all that other BS. We're doing here they lie. We're doing dreams. Right after the show, I'm going in the dreams. We're gonna see if their Halloween thing's worth a shit this year. It was really good last year, so hopefully it is.
0: Um, you're not gonna like this, Wes. Oh no! Their dreams thing this year sucks, and not because I played it, but because it doesn't even support PSVR.
1: So there's no VR support in the dreams. Oh, shit.
0: Uh, some, somebody in the chat, we got a lot of uh, big Dreams cats in the chat. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. As far as I know, it does not support PSVR. Uh, so I'm sorry to be the one to bear of bad
1: news. We're going to have to change it up on the fly then because I only went with two titles this week. And uh, if one of them doesn't support VR, then we're going to have to play something else, I think.
0: Uh, have you played Pressure uh, Chapter 2 or, or 1 even in Dreams?
1: Uh, I you know, honestly, I I don't frequent dreams a lot. Okay. I have went in on a, a couple of occasions and played recommendations from you and AJ that are horror related. So uh, that sounds familiar. Probably played that. I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, uh, I definitely, uh, I definitely recommend it. I've only played Chapter One so far, but uh, but so but I mean, if Chapter Two is anywhere near as good as Chapter One. Highly recommend it. It has a, some Bioshock vibes. Uh it's definitely on the creepy side, definitely one of the more polished, more I would not I wouldn't I don't know if polished is the right word, but definitely more complete dreams uh experience. It feels like an actual game game. Uh really good stuff. Uh thank you, G B and anyone else who said this, um guess it does not support VR at all. So sorry, West.
1: Well maybe we'll maybe we'll revisit um the Exorcist Legion. We were going to do that last week, and, and we ended up canceling the show last week. So, not canceling. I mean, we we canceled when my internet failed. But uh, maybe we'll do that. And I, I know you uh, you got into that one yesterday, right? I did.
0: I did in part, in, and I had fun for a little while. Uh, I think that game is super scary when it's working properly, uh, and then when the jank kicks in, uh, it suddenly becomes far less fun.
1: Um, Still janky on PSVR, I assume. Then.
0: Yep, very janky. Uh, the first, I think, the first three chapters worked almost flawlessly oh no that's not true the end of chapter three I had weird issues with um, and then chapter four uh, I, I th- I'm pretty sure I had a game breaking bug where like the next thing just didn't trigger the way it was supposed to so it was all this scary noise and they had blocked me in, in the in the morgue and, and then nothing nothing triggered nothing would happen and uh, for you know I'm, I'm I always try to take the blame first um, wait 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 twitcher Twitter's telling me that pressure no longer has VR support? What is going on? It had great VR support. Why why would you Dear Dreams creator, <laughs> why did you do
1: that? Why did you pull VR support from your from your game? What is that? What is going on? So depressed. I am so fucking depressed, Brian. VR is dead again. Can you believe it?
0: Dreams just killed it.
1: God damn. I, mean, I mean we had we had Zuckerberg last week. Basically, saying that the enthusiasm is waning for VR, and I don't know why that could be possibly when you release a $1,500 product. Maybe people might not be so enthusiastic about it, but now, now this first that and now this, Brian, I'm so depressed. Yep, um, absolutely,
0: absolutely. What my favorite thing about the Quest Pro though is that, uh, is how many people are still still developing games for it and, and, and content creators out there being like, Hey, are you making games for the pro? Like it just doesn't when, when, when the message, when the core messaging is this is not for gamers, then why do I see a tweet from synth writers being like, "Uh, Hey, our game is now available on quest pro with all sorts of enhancements. It's like, okay.
1: What it is. It's PS it's PS4 pro. With fifteen hundred dollar price tag on it, basically. I mean, I guess. I mean, it,
0: I, don't, I don't even. I don't even really know what to say. I'm like, I'm glad. Exactly. They, I'm glad the developers are supporting it. Uh, you know, I would hate yeah. if any gamer out there bought this thing and then were like, where Where the fuck are my enhancements? I, I would hate that for for any gamer who spent that much money and didn't get anything out of it. So I'm glad it's being supported, but it's just this messaging problem is terrible over there. It's a
1: mess. Uh, by the way, on a side note, how, how fucked up is it that this Enterprise product is getting full-on support from Synth Riders, and we still don't have multiplayer. I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. We don't even talk about Synth Riders over here anymore. I don't... Anytime AJ uh, says Synth, I immediately cut his mic, and then, and then and then no one ever knows that the second word in that sentence was Riders. Uh, we just stare at AJ blankly as we pretend we have connection problems.
1: Well, we love Synth Riders over here. They just sent me an awesome T-shirt, so... Uh, you guys are okay in my book. <laughs>
0: they, they're not sending jack shit over here. They're like, we're really, really <laughs> sorry about everything. Um, It's like we promised it'll be better next gen. Uh, no, don't send the t-shirt to Brian. Not until PSVR2 gets here. <laughs> I don't get shit, man. I don't get shit from anybody. Like everybody got this awesome uh, Sin Studio packet uh, from, uh, you know, with... with with oh yeah with I, the know, I, the I didn't get that one either right and then uh and then uh, for, i mean for obvious reasons i didn't get any of the after the fall merch <laughs>
1: because yeah me either <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta admit um in dreams has been great to us yeah um resolution games has been great to us outside of that like i've got to be that guy like where can i buy your merch can i can i get that t-shirt somewhere i'll pay for it and then sometimes they'll send me one and sometimes they don't that's how i got the synth riders thing i'm like Show me your merch store, I'll buy one. And and they're like, Don't worry about it. Sign this NDA. Let's start a new agreement and then uh, and then we'll send you a t shirt. Send it on over. We'll do that.
0: Nice. Yeah, usually usually I don't really care about this stuff at all. Like I don't I don't want the stuff. I mean, like, I'll just wear black t shirts and, you know, <laughs> whatever. I, I don't I don't care that much about like game merch. Uh, and I and I especially don't care about getting free stuff from developers because There seems to be, there's like a a weird thing with that, you know, uh, like, especially anytime someone asks me to do, uh, paid content, uh, like, you know, they're like, Hey, we'll, we'll give you a thousand dollars to make a, a, you know, a video on this game. And I'm like, no, just you send me the game and I'll review it and there. That will be the, the beginning and end of our relationship. Like that's kind of like what without Pearl was founded on. Like, I, I don't need support from developers. You just send me your game. I'll review it. And that's the end of the story. Um, And so there always feels like there's this, you know, when, when I'm trying to remember who sent me stuff, like uh, shell game sent me a pack for, I expect you to die too. Like after I reviewed it, um, for whatever reason, fast travel game sent me a pack for Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife after I reviewed it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need this stuff. It just sits like in a cardboard box on top of my bookshelves. I'm like, I don't, I don't actually want this stuff. Like it, it feels weird. It feels wrong to accept gifts, but I guess if the review's already out there and I've already made my verdict, I guess it's all right.
1: I guess Dude, that's, that's funny. I, I think they're trying to buy your love, Brian, because like I, I consider fast travel games among our, our very best friends, like our earliest supporters on our channel. Same fast travel games. But uh, I didn't get any fucking Wraith package and I've I reviewed their game. Well, so uh, maybe they're just trying to buy your love. No, I don't,
0: I don't think so. I Me, mean, uh, I, I, I feel very Andreas Juliusson and I—we go way back, um, you know, all the way back to the beginning of the channel. And uh, and you know, we reviewed Apex Construct. We love Apex Construct. Uh, I think it's been mildly downhill from them since then. Um, but anyway, I, I do want to—I do want to tackle a question here in the chat. Ian Marsh says, Brian, do you feel cheated having to use the move controllers all this time? <laughs> no, no. In fact, I—I've. I, don't get me wrong. I'm going to love the new controllers that we get. The, the sense controllers are going to be amazing. But I also like don't hate the move controllers like so many people do. Uh, like it took it took a little while to get used to the control scheme and using turn buttons and, and, and holding the move button and, and pointing it to walk. But you do that for six years, man, it becomes a second nature. I don't feel cheated. I just feel like PSVR 2 is going to be a bigger upgrade for me and a lot of the PSVR 1 faithful than it will for a lot of the PC gamers out there and a lot of the Quest gamers out there because not only are we getting this massive visual upgrade, we're also getting controllers that we should have had fucking five years ago, right? Um, I, I There's a petition out there, um, Wes, uh, maybe you remember this, but I petitioned Sony to give us analog stick move controllers like in year one of PSVR. And... Uh, it never really gained much traction, and obviously Sony did jack shit about that. So,
1: yep. you, you know, and it, and it didn't seem like such a big deal at the time. Because I agree, you get used to the move controllers uh, after a while. And even now, you know, with me playing a lot less PSVR than I used to, still it's like riding a bicycle when I pick it up. I don't even have to think about it. And uh, a lot, something a lot of people don't really talk about with their issues with PSVR and the tracking 95% of that can, can be resolved through camera placement. And, n- yes, it sucks to have to move your camera around, but you, you, you can certainly prepare for that. Um, but with regards to the the thumbstick deal, I don't think it really hurts so much, you know, in PSVR's heyday. I think where it really has started to hurt is over the last year to two years because now no one's supporting the platform anymore. And I have to think if we had modern VR controllers... That there would have been a lot better support uh, in in the uh, latter stages of the life cycle.
0: I love to agree with you, but I but I don't at all. I don't think it's ever been about the controllers. I think it's been about have, being tied to the OG PS4, which is horribly underpowered. Um, and despite the fact that, like you know, it's, even the OG PS4 is more powerful than a Quest Two, you see games on Quest Two looking better than the OG, and that just shows you how much more difficult it is to program for a PlayStation Four a VR game for a PS4 than it is for a Quest Two uh some shit's just easier in some places than others um and i think i think that's where all the problems came from so we've heard from so many developers over the last five years being like we tried and we couldn't make it happen and it just or the game was too blurry to you know we didn't want to have to put it out there we didn't we didn't want to sacrifice all this stuff uh and and, and give you a subpar version of our game so hopefully all those games do make it to psvr2 eventually Um,
1: that's something else too you know people talk about back compatibility and why aren't we getting it i think a lot of that has to do with the move controllers as well you know it's not like uh you know rift moving from one generation to the next where they can just kind of build an uh, an emulator into the software that automatically moves everything over all the games have to be reworked by hand and I, i think that's why we're getting remasters which you know in the long term could be a good thing
0: yeah, yeah. I think I think as long as we get a majority of the games, um, get we, as long as we get a, a majority of the games remastered for PSVR two, it won't be the worst thing ever. And as long as most developers give us that free upgrade that we're, that we're hoping for, um, we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out, though. Of course. All right. Let's get get tangent this...
1: games. We're talking to you. Who are we talking to? Tangent games.
0: Oh, t- the former Tangent gentlemen people. That's right. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome for clarifying. Um That's super massive. Talking to you, too. <sighs> super massive. Jesus. Where's Killzone? Just saying. Where's Killzone?
1: <laughs> Be careful, Brian. <laughs> they're, they're, they're already writing articles. Say no more.
0: Is this a running joke? Because AJ made the same joke <laughs> on Monday's show. Uh, anyway, uh, let's take care of a couple of viewer takeover questions before we get into the real meat of the show. Because, you know, 24 minutes in... The show hasn't really started yet, Wes. Uh, this is a good reminder to join our Discord because uh, this is where you can leave viewer takeover questions and get your question read on the show. Yes, you can do it in the chat. Yes, you can send tips. You can do all sorts of things, uh, but the but it's a way better way to get your question on the show uh, by leaving it in the viewer takeover channel on our Discord, like PPO did. It's hashtag viewer takeover. Do you think Sony has more first party launch titles for PSVR two? We think, Wes.
1: Uh, I hope so. I would. I would think so. But uh, what I think really doesn't matter. I, it would seem so. I mean, we were expecting twenty major uh, titles at, at launch, and we haven't. We're about halfway there. So, um, yeah, I think so. I, I think that they're they're holding back. That they're going to try to drum up a little bit more excitement before pre-orders go live, which I would have expected by now. But you know, again, that's just what I think, right?
0: Yeah. I'm kind of with you. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more big titles, things that people like aren't expecting. Uh, by the time uh, you know, by the, when they reveal all the launch lineup, I think there's going to be a few titles in there uh, from third parties and maybe some hybrid games uh, from games that are already out there that now have you know PSVR2 first-person hybrid support. Um, but as far as like AAA first-party new games like Horizon Call of the Mountain, uh, if you look at what Sony's been doing recently. They've obviously been holding quite a bit back uh, and want to focus on each game and give each first party game a lot of time to breathe. Um, and that is, as you can tell, they've, they've been doing literally nothing uh, and, on the lead up to the God of War Ragnarok release because they want to make sure that that everybody's focused on Ragnarok and everybody buys Ragnarok and they don't cannibalize any of their own sales by talking about any other first party games. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why we haven't seen a showcase yet because, like, well, why? Why sell people on games that are coming up? Let's get their money first on games that are actually almost here. Um, and so I, I think that Call of the Mountain is one of those games that they're going to want to really focus on. They're going to really focus on at launch. And then after launch, they'll probably show us more hybrid games from first-party studios. They're going to show us more, um, more built-from-the-ground-up. VR games for PSVR 2 from first-party studios uh, and kind of make sure that we know that there's stuff down the line to be excited about. Um, but but for launch, I don't think so, just based on what we've seen from them recently.
1: Yeah, I, I agree that, that they certainly have taken a more uh, measured approach to uh, promoting their titles on PS5, but they did have a few at launch. So I'm hopeful that this the same will be the case for their, their new VR peripheral. This is something... I mean, if they're going to be successful in the VR market and and by successful, I don't mean five to six million units. I mean, in the tens of millions of units, they're going to have to really put forth an effort here. And I hope that's not lost on them. And uh, hopefully we we get an amazing launch. And then if they want to go to the, uh, you know, one title every four months approach, then, then so be it.
0: Yeah, look the underground GameCat with the five euro says they aren't saying major anymore. Check out the FAQ section on the landing page. Yeah, I mean, you know, verbiage changes from Jim Ryan saying it one place and then it ends up over here on FAQ somewhere else. I, I don't I don't think that that means anything. Um, but we'll see. We'll see, because we haven't gotten the full list of games. We know about maybe six games that'll be there at launch. Uh, and, and hopefully he's not referring to, you know, uh, remasters. Hopefully he's not being like, oh, well, we'll see Swordsman or Alvo. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what he's referring to, but we'll find out what happens. Okay. Uh, um, and the next, uh, the other question comes to us from Uzik. Rich, hashtag, hashtag ooh, this is going well. Hashtag viewer takeover, are horror games becoming so real? That people start to experience medical conditions from playing them.
1: Certainly possible. Yeah. You know, you know I've seen people get PTSD from less than what I experience when I play Resident Evil Seven in VR. I mean, uh, and I guess not for nothing, but the majority of VR enthusiasts out there are getting up there in age a little bit. So you know, a good scare might be the the, the last thing that they uh, that they ever see. So I guess it's possible.
0: That's how I want to go.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. That'd yeah. be awesome. What what great publicity would that be, right, for a VR horror game? Like, like we killed a guy. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Without that, par- that
0: parole, finally get some recognition, and people actually start rolling in. <laughs> once I'm dead, I guess that could be a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, dude, I was I, I, so I was playing Affected the Manor, um, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, a little bit later in the show, uh, and uh, just because. I, I never actually reviewed the complete edition. So I was just going in there to capture some footage and, you know, like I drink a lot of coffee. I'm over caffeinated. Most of my day, that's pretty much the only way that I, I get out of bed is through a substantial amount of coffee. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I know people that are, that were 10 years younger than me, the first time they have a heart attack. Right. And, and that's just from poor diet. I mean, I've, I, 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 just just, uh, on pizza pretty much alone uh can only imagine all the shit that's being clogged up in those arteries one good scare i'm done for right and there was a moment during affected the manor where i was i really did go i was gonna take the headset off and like breathe a little bit i was just like because it was like every single turn in that game is like oh what are they going to throw at you you know whether it be jump scares or like just building up the tension uh and so I, i i did actually stop because i was just like let me just let me just wait a minute i don't want to i don't want to die while capturing footage i'm not even streaming this shit um not because i was not because i was like super scared but just because it was constant like ah! and i'm like
1: ah okay
0: you know you know how it
1: is a little early a little early for jump scares <laughs> yeah
0: um so yeah so no i i absolutely think so i think you know vr can be can feel real so, I don't, I don't think there's, I, th- I think that if you have any kind of medical conditions whatsoever, you should really be concerned, um, and, and take it easy, um, when playing VR, uh, VR period, you know, they can, it can be physically, it, it can be a lot of physical exertion involved in PSVR games, or any VR games, uh, and so, like, if you're not an active person, be very, very careful of that, and then, of course, with the scares, uh, I think they could be really dangerous.
1: Yeah, and not for nothing. The reason I love horror games so much is because it makes me feel something like that, that that's why I'm a VR gamer is because like I can't do the things that I did when I was younger to uh to kind of get that 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 thrill and that rush. So uh we're living vicariously through VR. Are we talking and, about uh, drugs? Horror games perhaps, Brian, <laughs> but I've never tried them. I just <laughs> I I hear that they're, they're, they're okay, but, um, they're pretty good. Yeah. My, my, my addiction to VR, very similar to earlier, uh, things that I took an interest in in life. We'll say.
0: Yeah. Um, dude, let's get to our first, let's get to our first news story. Um, not a super news, uh, news filled week so far. It's been a little bit on the, uh, been a little bit on the slow side still patiently waiting for ragnarok to come out so that so that hopefully we'll get some news on a showcase or a psvr2 event um but let's uh but we did get something interesting here and let's jump over to the full screen so we can see this um over on twitter and i don't i don't believe this is the original tweet i, I think that this twitter account might have just grabbed this from somebody else and posted it so i do apologize for not having the original tweet handy. Um, but is it breaking news? A look at the PSVR two has been spotted in the wild alongside the MetaQuest pro and the PSVR two sense controllers. Uh, and so this image actually is a little bit more telling than I think, uh, I would have expected it to be. Uh, I have seen the PSVR two dev kit side by side with a PSVR one. And I was like, Oh wow. The, the, the prototype that they used for the dev kit, um, looked a little bit different than the final model. Um, and apparently according like i think according to this picture was actually bigger because this is uh because when you look at this side by side um i mean do, does it do, am i wrong on this west the the quest pro doesn't look that much smaller than the psvr2 in this picture i know there's obviously a perspective issue here um but the psvr2 looks a little more compact than i expected it to
1: yeah you're right um I mean, certainly next to that that bulky Quest Two in the background there, the the PSVR is looking really sleek. It looks about maybe double the thickness uh, of the, uh, the the Quest Pro HMD, which is really saying something because that is a sleek small headset. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think you're off base at all. I think I think some of it has to do with the fact that the uh, the massive face gasket is being hidden and, and included by the Quest Pro there. But the, as far as the, like the housing for the, um, the PSVR uh, headset itself, like the, 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 the front unit, um, smaller than you would expect, you know, considering it does use Fresnel lenses, which are no, notoriously large. Right you know? So, yeah, you're right. It is a little bit smaller than you would expect.
0: Yeah. I love, seeing, I love seeing it out in the wild, too. I love seeing pictures of it with just people who, are like, have it. Um, always makes me wonder what's going on here like who took this picture where did it come from uh like what's let's track these let's track these people down (laughs) and and talk to them because they've got first-hand experience with it we've talked to a lot of people who have first-hand experience with psvr too but i mean whoever this is obviously is uh i mean developing something you have to expect
1: oh yeah this is a prolific vr developer they have all the major headsets on top of the table they have a pico 4 i believe that is underneath on the bottom shelf. If you look in the background, there's cables everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's uh, boxes over there. I, c- I can see a a case a, like a travel case. Obviously, accessory um, manufacturers are sending them stuff as well. Uh, this might be someone who has a like a media channel, like a YouTube channel or something, as well as developing games. But clearly, a, a game developer. Yeah. So pretty cool. At least
0: uh, it makes makes me feel good about because. For for quite a while, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is thing this thing's going to be about as big as a PSVR one." Uh, and I was something I was fine with because every time I put the PSVR one headset on, it's like it doesn't matter what it looks like. We say this all the time: it doesn't matter what it looks like from the outside. It matters what it's like when once it's on your head. Um, yes, I like just for pure shock value i wanted them to reveal it and have it be like look how fucking sleek this is it's like putting ski goggles on your face it's nothing right just for pure shock value i wanted to, i wanted playstation to sell a bunch of units just because it looks so futuristic and so when it kind of looked like the psvr1 i was like hmm not terribly impressed but uh when if once it's on your head it feels like psvr1 or even lighter as uh, as you know obviously they've, they've said publicly um PSVR-1 one's still the most comfortable headset out there, and so uh, even six years later, so uh, so it's even lighter than that, even more comfortable. Then I've got no complaints whatsoever.
1: Yeah, can't wait to uh, to try it on for myself.
0: Yeah, what does that bring us to? Oh, Jesus! This story. This is this is really one of the best things ever. Um. <laughs> so th- this story actually comes to us from AJ. Uh, AJ has been... Uh, he, was, he was putting this all over our Discord today. Uh, apparently, according to an article over at Gamatsu, um, it seems as though R-Type Final 3 <laughs> will have a PSVR 2 mode. Let's read this article real quick here, Wes. Um, R-Type Final 3 evolved, announced for PS5, an enhanced... R-Type Final 2, which, I mean, let's be honest. First of all, Wes, I don't know why they're calling it R-Type Final 3 when it's just... Why isn't it R-Type Final 2 Extra or Pro or Hyper or with Knuckles? I don't understand the naming convention here.
1: I would say, how could you have a sequel to Final? If it's Final, then it's Final, right? The last one. This is the third Final? This is like Friday the 13th or something.
0: Final Fantasy would like to have a word with you, Wes. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm announced R-Type Final 3 Evolved for PlayStation 5. The latest new issue of uh, Weekly Famitsu reveals it will launch in March 2023. Interesting time frame there, Wes, March 2023, when we all sort of expect PSVR 2 to launch. In really small print, for some reason, it says, R-Type Final 3 evolved is based on R-Type Final 2 and features improved visuals. Over 100 playable ships... Seven exclusive new stages. Here we go. Brace yourself. Brace for impact, everybody. So sorry, Jioxx. This is this is the best you're getting. PlayStation VR 2 support for takeoff scenes. Metaverse spaces for online multiplayer lobbies and minigames. What the fuck is this, Wes? This is fucking <laughs> garbage. This is exactly what we don't want on PSVR 2. This is everything we've been complaining about for six plus years. We don't want psvr2 support for takeoff scenes let us play the whole fucking game in vr fine but like
1: what but, uh, yeah psvr2 content also in development brian this is this is the equivalent of like a dressing
0: room mode in mega dimension neptunia 7 <laughs> it's like we don't want it man well i mean i'm sure somebody out there wanted it let me know in the comments in the chat if like you wanted well, here, the dressing here's the room weird mode. Thing.
1: It, I'm, I'm very hopeful that this is just poor reporting, right? Because we are we are reading uh, a two sentence uh, write up from a translation of a, a Japanese article. Right. Hopefully, there's something lost in translation here, uh, because there, you know, there it does say that there are metaverse spaces for online multiplayer. Who's going to go into the headset to to link up with with people to play with, and then take the headset off to play? That makes no sense. What would make more sense, and I would be fine with this, by the way. You might not be, but if you could just play R-Type mm-hmm. in 3D or virtual screen, then great. I'm sold. That That's a cool PSVR 2 mode, and I would like to see other games, other flat games, especially side scrollers, adopt that approach. But if they're just expecting people to go into VR, uh, play through a, a takeoff scene, kind of as an added DLC type thing, like a extra content, Meet up with some people and then take the headset off and play. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Of. And uh,
0: <laughs> that's the line I was waiting for because that. This translation makes us believe that that's what it is.
1: It can't be right. It can't be. No. Surely not.
0: Surely not. Maybe. Maybe. Let's let's err on the side of hopeful in this, Wes. It gives you this first person in the cockpit view of uh, whatever the fucking ship is called in our our type. And you and you get to and you get to have this very cool Wing Commander type style takeoff scene, and then, boom, it switches you, and you get and then you continue playing the game in VR, you know, the typical sides the side scrolling fashion, right? That would be amazing. Be cool. and, and so maybe so maybe they are being like, well, this is the special part of it is that there's PlayStation VR two support for the full game, but we've included exclusive takeoff scenes in first person for PlayStation VR two. That i'm suddenly hopeful for
1: that that would be cool they could do a transition like the minecraft thing that kind of zooms you out and into the game yeah. you know you do your little takeoff you zoom out you play the game in 3d that would be awesome that would be
0: awesome because I, I don't know about you but like i have recently uh, also sorry without parole sponsored by eversource apparently i hadn't just fucking advertisements everywhere man it's like front and center um I, what, are you a shoot 'em up fan? Because only recently have I, I've always kind of enjoyed them, but like, just kind of off to the side. I play, I try one out and play for half an hour or something. And be like, this was fun, but never like take it super seriously and try to get good at them. Only like in the last year have I really, really, really started appreciating shoot 'em ups and been going back through and playing the original Gradius games, the original R type games, all games that I've kind of tried out but never actually attempted to get good at. And I fucking love them. I think Yuki. Is the game that convinced me I need oh, to go yeah. back and play these more?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I never thought of Yuki in that light, but you're right that, that it is a kind of a shoot 'em up style game. So in in that context, yeah. But I mean, in, in terms of classic side-scrolling shoot 'em ups, uh, I was I liked them a little bit back in the day. You know, back when I was playing the, those sorts of games. Really, not since I've started playing VR. Although I, I you know, I, I like watching Dave play them on his channel. So uh, there's that. You know, yeah. they've loved him. Like he would have, he would have shit his pants for this, this, uh, article, I believe. I think you're right.
0: Absolutely. Uh, before we move on from this, uh, we did get a tip from Niles Ryan, the game feline, a little self-indulgent, but I'll read it anyway with a $5 tip says that you've kept this show going long after regular PSVR releases stopped coming speaks volumes to your tenacity. Brian, you're an inspiration to us all. I don't know if inspiration is the right word. I'm creatively bankrupt. So, um, <laughs> so I keep doing this because I don't know what else to do maybe is the better uh better comment but uh but thank you Niles I appreciate your perspective on my laziness thank you very much
1: oh I, I agree with him for what it's worth uh, I, I think it's admirable that you've uh that you've held to your guns here and, and remained PSVR exclusive uh throughout the last year especially it's uh it's admirable
0: well it was certainly I, I'll tell you this uh there was a phone call that uh, dave station uh, aj and i had a little three-way phone call um about two years ago around this time it was closer to the holidays probably late november maybe mid-december um when we were we said hey w- should we consider branching out and covering all vr you know and that and that was the question it was like should we cover all vr should we just add quest to the lineup should we just stick with psvr how do you want to handle this And that west that conversation happened when we thought we only had another year to wait <laughs> So, thinking back and seeing that was two years ago when we were like, "Man, we're going to be in real trouble soon with content." Um, that that happened two years ago is 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 kind of mind boggling to me. Uh, so, a little peek behind the scenes. We thought we had a year to 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 kind of like you know keep the ship afloat, and it turns out we had two years to keep the ship afloat.
1: <sighs> and yet, three shows a week, like <laughs> clockwork incredible
0: i know right <laughs> switching over to the three-day-a-week format couldn't have come at a worse time it's all practice west it's all practice we're just trying right. to get good before psvr2 gets here that's all it is right
1: pre-season preseason. right
0: that's right all right man well speaking of filling time with uh with with, with ridiculous content uh it's it's almost halloween we're we, we're minutes away from Halloween, Wes, and uh, and and you and I. So far, this is this is this will complete our trilogy of Games Cast episodes. Three weeks ago, or I guess two weeks ago, this makes week three. Um, we started talking about horror movies, some of our favorite horror movies, um, and then last week we started talking about some of our favorite horror games, and then this week we want to talk about some of our favorite VR horror games. Now, Wes, at some point on Gamescast, I don't know if it was with you when we were talking about movies or if I was just talking about Paranormal Activity on some other uh, show with a different co-host, I do want to clarify something, uh, a mistake that I think I made. Uh, I was talking about Paranormal Activity, the most recent movie, Next of Kin, and I was like, oh, they even ditched the found footage format. That's because that movie is so polished in, in the sense of like not a typical par- paranormal activity movie where it feels like home video footage like they're using professional cameras and everything like that I, I i tried to re-watch it uh the other night it didn't work out so well but i was i was waiting for it to switch to not found footage and it never did i was like holy shit this movie is found footage but it's just like really professional cameras and shit so it doesn't feel at all like a paranormal activity movie somehow i got that wrong um i, I still don't recommend it though
1: <laughs> it's not great does it take a- does it take away from the, that aspect of it? I mean, does it does it not seem like found footage because of the camera quality? Does it detract yeah. from what they're trying to accomplish? Oh,
0: hugely, hugely detracts. Um, it also, it's just not exactly scary either like at no point like very few moments was i like on the edge of my seat being like what, what are they going to show you know and i'm and i'm somebody who does like the paranormal activity movies like i i find them fun right like kind of like fun little jump scares fun little uh, moments here and there great date movies i think right They're perfect to like sit in a theater and like sit close with your date and like hold hands and like you know tense up every time they get to, it switches over to nighttime because that's what the paranormal activity movies are right daytime you chill out relax you eat your popcorn Nighttime rolls in, and you're like, what's going to happen? And I fucking love that formula. It's like they've trained us to be like, you're fine during the day. At night, fucking get ready. Um, it's a cool formula. Uh, great for dates. Not not that I'm going on a lot of dates, as I explained to Wes before, the sh- before this show. Uh, and just before we get into this topic, Sadhu 7th Legion, with the two quid, says, you do it because the fans love you all too, Brian. I hope that's true, because I really do love you guys. I can't believe that you stuck with me all this time. Uh, I don't know why you've stuck with me all this time. Um, but thank you very much for it. I am humbled every single day that we do this thing. Okay, Wes. Let's get into it, man. Uh, VR horror. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to picture this. I'm trying to get this right in my head, because I want to put this into some kind of frame of context. VR horror, for me, uh, started pretty much at the beginning of psvr because i didn't i didn't do vr before psvr um i tried a couple things out at friends houses and you know tried like the the google cardboard stuff but almost at launch no at launch because it was on the demo disc we had the kitchen demo right right and so even though even though resident evil 7 took a few months to come out uh proper we, we got the kitchen demo and then we got the original resident evil 7 demo and then we got the midnight demo or something like that there were like two resident evil 7 demos both of them supported vr uh, and so for me, VR horror kicked off with a fucking bang, dude. Like I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever because here we are getting full fledged uh, PS4 games in VR with pretty decent fidelity. Like even on, even on the OG PS4, uh, lots of foveated rendering, but still absolutely terrifying. Just My, Miles uh, jokes a lot about how he's still stuck in the laundry room. Uh, In Resident Evil Seven, because he's so fucking scared to come out. But like, I I was very very much in the same boat. Where like, I was I was scared to open doors. I was scared to walk down hallways. I was like, I was talk about taking off your headset, and and because you're scared, you're gonna have a fucking heart attack, right? Like because you're just so tense and you're sweating and you're just this is fucking too much for me to handle. Um, one of the scariest things I've ever done, man, was playing through Resident Evil Seven for the first time in VR, even on the OG. Um, but I'm I'm guessing. Did it begin earlier for you, or is that where it began with you too?
1: Absolutely, exactly where it began for me. This was the thing that sold me on on, uh, on VR, and when I knew that it was going to be the, the most amazing thing I've ever done. Because, uh, you know, I, I bought my my P, my first PSVR. It was meant to be a, a, uh, a Christmas gift, but we bought it in July. We had it, there was a great sale, so we bought it in July, and we got it in. And we we're like. what if there's something wrong with it like we're not going to be able to return it in december we need to try it out so all i had was that demo disc and i put that thing in there and i see kitchen i see Russia blood i see here oh my god how do i forget about all
0: this okay yeah now i'm so glad you're going down this this uh keep it coming
1: all all i played was this demo disc for for like a solid week and needless to say this psvr did not turn out to be a christmas gift we never put it back in the closet. I, I, I played those demos over and over again so much. It was so great. The kitchen demo, first of all, just the scenario that you're in is terrifying. I didn't know at the time that it was a Resident Evil thing. No one I did, could just I don't tell think, it right? Scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I could tell it looks scary. I put it in there, and you're tied to a chair, right? You wake up. You're tied to a chair. There's a camera in your face, and then someone's, someone's in the hallway. Oh, my God. Terrifying. And then uh with the other two games, you know, here they lie in Russia blood full levels on this demo disc and not the entry level. Neither of them are the first level. They're all from like the middle of the game, both cases. And uh, dude, just amazing, terrifying. Uh This is what hooked me. This is why I'm here doing this right now is because of the impact that that demo disc had on me. That's amazing.
0: That is absolutely amazing. Dude. So, it's it's crazy that it's crazy that I forgot about this. But leading up to the launch of PlayStation VR, there was a lot of back and forth in my head. First, it was like really expensive, and like the restaurant I was working at wasn't doing terribly well, and we had a lot of shifts where I'd go in and make like ten dollars and, and go home, and be like, Jesus. And it was it was actually uh, like PlayStation VR was literally supposed to be delivered in like two or three days from Amazon, right? It was we we're coming up to launch day, and I was and I was. Having one of those shifts at, at work, and they were like, "Do you want to go home?" And I was like, "There's no fucking reason to stay here. I might as well go home. I made like you know twenty bucks or something." And um, and I'm standing, and I'm standing there, like, talk at, at our bar, talking to the bartender. In my head, I was like, "Shit, I've got to cancel this PSVR pre order, right? I've got to because it, I do. I, I just don't have the money for it." And so I go on Amazon and I look uh, on my phone, and it's and it had just shipped, like it was literally minutes it had just shipped minutes prior like to the point where I, I can no longer cancel this pre-order so like I was saved by fate right I, I was like I got it I just dealt with the, the repercussions later which is sort of been a running theme over the last six years um but, but but again so that that's one of the many stories leading up to launch and and one of the other ones was like well what games do I pre-order Right? what games do I get alongside this? Like I don't know. Like I, uh, loading Human Chapter One. I don't fucking know these titles, right? Like uh, it, it wasn't like oh here's uh, here's Silent Hill or here's uh, or here's Zone or here's Resistance. It weren't, weren't games we're familiar with. It was a bunch of uh, unknown titles. But looking through all of them, there was a game called Here They Lie, and that was listed on Amazon for months at fifty nine ninety nine. Sixty dollars it was listed as, and I'm looking at these pictures in the pictures of here they lie didn't even look like gameplay. It just looked like like artwork, right? And it was in the description wasn't great. It wasn't. I had no idea what kind of game to expect. And I'm like sixty dollars. I was like, but it's a horror game. And I was like, okay, you know what? Like because of all the financial things I was going through, and like not even sure if I could keep the pre order. I didn't pre order here they lie to sixty dollars on Amazon. And then I get the headset, and there's here they lie on the PlayStation Store at nineteen ninety nine, twenty dollars. And I was like, "Well, for twenty dollars, I'll take the risk. Let's roll the dice." And and that was that was incredible. That was that was absolutely incredible. I was uh, I was I was so shocked that I don't know that they, that that they weren't selling this with like gameplay videos, and and uh, it was just like this really mysterious game that seemed like it had zero marketing behind it. Um, but ended up being so, so memorable. You just played it last night, man. How did that go?
1: It went great, man. We, we did our full uh, playthrough start to finish with our Psychobabble philosophical analysis of it and what it means, <laughs> which a lot of people struggle with, you know, grasping the meaning of it. And, you know, it's interesting. I did the same stream last year. It took me about five hours to do it last year. So I thought, okay, sure, we'll do it in four this year. We'll, we'll go through it a little bit quicker. Um, but you know, I started at 1 a.m. People stayed up with me all night. We we actually had a a lot of back and forth with the chat regarding some of the concepts that I brought up. And it ended up taking me over six hours to do it this year. Wow! And uh, it was amazing, dude. It was amazing. I, I feel like we really, um, we really put a nail in this one in terms of, what the creators were going for, what kind of message they were trying to get across to people, what the game itself is. And it's interesting that you're uh, describing the, like the, the early uh, promo material as just steals of artwork because that's kind of how I viewed this game as a piece of artwork. It's not really a game at all. It's a, it's a piece of art that's to be uh, experienced from the inside and contemplated. Uh, but at the same time, it's not pretty. It's art, but it's not pretty. It's in fact, it's a, a mirror into the kind of the very ugliest things about human nature, and uh, that's what I love about it so much. It's just so disturbing. Why do I uh, feel so at young. home
0: there then? If it's the most disturbing part of human nature, Wes, why do I feel so at home? I think it was one of the first, maybe the first. I can't remember an early PSVR review of mine, and and and, and I kept saying that like it seemed like the developers like were intimately familiar with me and went into the deepest darkest reaches of my own mind and were like Brian we made a game for you now you feel okay now you feel normal here's your here's where you should exist it's 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 because, it's, it's fucked up and it's in it's because it's fucked up it makes me feel good
1: it's because it, it, th- these things that they're examining with this is in all of us now some of us are a little bit more in touch with that side than others But I think the point of the game is that this is inside of all of us. This tendencies towards violence and lust and depression, the things that this game touches on, uh, we all struggle with it in various different ways. Agreed. Or some of us don't struggle with it at all. Some of us just, you know, give into it.
0: Right. And those people make the news.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. The,
0: The, the fact that the rest of us are like, you know, we can, we can just like leave it in video game form, uh, that, that that's that's what keeps us productive members of society uh, aceville the corn cat or aceville of the corn cat it's fucking corn stuff is uh his candy corn stuff has gone really too far with the two dollar tip says shout out to the London heist gun range it's really interesting uh not a horror game aceville get with the program <laughs> but thank you <laughs> um this is so so I would love to talk about here they lie for another hour west but I feel like uh, not only should people go instead over to your channel and watch your playthrough of it, uh, but also you and I uh, can film a, uh, a "Why We Love" episode on it, and uh, and and we can and we can take a deeper dive uh, at a di- at another point. So don't forget Patreon.com/slash Without Pearl Games.
1: And I will be uh, discussing it with my co-host later tonight on Strangers in the Night. Although uh, I don't I don't I don't think Eric's going to make it all the way through it, so he's going to miss a lot of the finer points. Nice uh do you find it maybe you, i'm maybe i'm maybe I'm short sailing and maybe he's been marathoning it all day, but today's his first playthrough of it, so we'll see we'll see how far he gets.
0: Do you think anything's topped russia blood um since since release and I say topped meaning like in in its genre and uh in as far as the horror themes concerned do you think any do you think anything has gotten better than a launch title russia blood
1: um As a horror game, maybe, but, uh, you know, in terms of, like, uh, rail shooters, nothing comes close. In terms of roller coaster simulators, nothing comes close. Thank you. This was one of my big disappointments moving over to PC VR, as I expected that there would be some really badass uh, roller coaster sims. This is, like, the biggest no-brainer in the history of VR. Why aren't there 100 awesome roller coaster sims? There's not. Russia blood is still the best one and um yeah man it's it's great in so many ways uh it's tailored perfectly to completely mask any kind of shortcoming that the move controller might have this game is perfect with move controllers um i love it man it's it's great on so many levels
0: right you're a developer you're you're presented with this new technology which is really just technology from last gen being repackaged um saying you you always have to sit forward. You always have to stand within camera range. What what can you do with this? And this is, I, I 100% agree, not only did this uh, mask the problems of move controls and light tracking, but also uh, seemingly hasn't really made many people motion sick. That was another thing. Like When it came out, uh, a lot, I know a lot of people that I talked to were scared to play it because it's a roller coaster, and you would assume that roller coasters in VR would make you fucking super sick if you're prone to that. And I'm pretty sure, uh, I, to my knowledge at least, please tell me in the chat if I'm wrong. I don't know anybody who got motion sick from this game. I think they were really, really cautious about that. Um, and so not only... So yeah, it's exhilarating from a roller, roller coaster perspective. Every single level, which this is what I find fascinating, tackles like a different fear uh, that people might have. Um, and so, it, you know, so, so many games... Are, are sort of focused on one particular thing, or like go into say the paranormal. But this is like, are you scared of spiders? You're gonna fucking hate this. Are you scared of heights? You're gonna fucking hate this. Are you worried about it, serial killers? You're gonna fucking hate this. Are you? I mean, it's like everybody's gonna I, do do big uh, dead animals uh, being thrown in your face and being hacked up with gigantic buzzsaws. Right? Everybody is going to find something in this game clowns right How did i would not forget clowns carnival barkers do carnival barkers scare you us cuz if so boy do i have a game for you this is this game i i would be shocked if there was somebody out there who was like yeah nothing in this game bothered me i'd be like wow that would be mind boggling to me because i i'm scared of everything <laughs> and so so I, I found stuff in every single level to be to be scared of um this this to me is is really Again, for being a twenty dollar launch title uh it was really one of the really an ultimate v r game in my book
1: I agree, and you know this is how good this game is um, in spite of the the absolutely terrifying imagery in the game um for the longest time and I mean years, this was my go to demo to put when I put new people in the v r and I mean old people i mean young people. Everybody that I demoed VR to for a long time, it was Rush of Blood that I put them into. And guess what? Unanimous. Everyone loved it. My dad loved it. My kids loved it. Everyone. And they're not into all this scary shit like I am. So that should tell you something about not only how fun the game is, but what you were saying. It's comfortable, which is odd because what makes the roller coaster section so good is that you actually feel the motion. You feel like you're moving quickly. You know, sometimes the track goes out, and there's, you know, you're in midair. You feel like you're in midair, but but it's expert game design, right? They they give you a perfect little small amount of HUD that you're sitting in with the train car. They direct your 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 attention at certain things at certain times, and it all works perfectly. And you're right; it's perfectly comfortable, although it's completely not comfortable because you're constantly scared, and uh, and sometimes it gets moving up to breakneck speeds. Uh, it, it's just perfect. It's it's a great game. It's a shame we've never seen a sequel or anything else from Supermassive except for uh, the Impatient, which probably wouldn't have even made our discussion today had I not mentioned it just now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I really, really hope uh, Supermassive found their way out of the uh, the poor, poorly mismanaged time that they were in uh, after Russia Blood, because uh, reading the insider stories of that company. It's just it's so sad that everything kind of got rushed, and uh, and no one was happy with the way anything came out for after Rush of Blood. Uh, so hopefully they'll be back for PSVR two. Hopefully we'll get a remaster. Hopefully we'll see uh, maybe even a sequel uh, or expanded director's cut would be awesome. Um, Mike I don't know if you saw this. Mike Kelly in the chat uh, said, uh, said that Spider level he only found a, only managed to play it once. Um, if you haven't played Russia Blood, cover your ears real quick uh, because. the... That spider level was the first thing I believe that ever caused me to throw my headset off my face. Like just like to, I tore it off so fast because, again, spoilers. At the end of that level, spiders crawl up over the edge of the roller coaster cart, and then sudden, then you look down and you see them on your legs, and then and that's now you see them climbing up your body, and I I threw the headset off at that point because i was like i have a hugely irrational fear of spiders and seeing them on me and crawling up on me i couldn't convince my brain that it wasn't real uh and of course going back and checking it out you know with a clearer mind i was like this does look kind of cheesy but it didn't matter it didn't matter it it was vr's convincing enough that it it totally worked for me and i literally threw the headset off
1: well they did a great job of of, you know not only giving you that in-game body but having the arms match up perfectly to what your arms are doing in real life which is impressive considering the tech that they were using i mean um i mean yeah sometimes your your arms can get out of calibration but they made it really easy to fix it right there in the game you don't even have to pause it you know as long as you use the recenter, your arms snap right back into where they're supposed to be and um yeah and that's what made it so convincing i think yeah. when things seem to interact with your in-game body
0: Give me something different, man. Give me something different. I want to I want to hear about I mean, we all know about Resident Evil 7. We all know about Russia Blood. Most of us know about Here They Lie. Throw me a curveball, Wes.
1: Are you a curveball? Um should we should we move away from PSVR or are we going to stay on, stay inside the uh, the, the ecosystem?
0: Give have? me whatever you want to talk about, man. It's a, the it, it, cuz the, the wonderful thing is is that I think as we talked, as we mentioned before, I really do hope that PSVR two ends up being this place where games that found moderate success or, or maybe no success on BS on PC VR request, uh, you know find find their way over and find the brand new audience on PSVR two. Um, you know, obviously for certain reasons, some of these ga- some games will do that, and certain reasons other games won't do that. Uh, but the fact is, is that I, th- I think when we're talking about VR horror. Uh, if we limit it to PSVR, we'll probably be we'll probably be being a, doing a disservice to all the wonderful cats out there.
1: Well, here's the thing: um, Resident Evil Seven and Here They Lie, Rush of Blood—nothing on any other platform lives up to those. those. Those are the best of the best. And for those of you out there who love VR horror games, you know you're not going to find better moving outside the ecosystem. I learned that the hard way, obviously, thousands of dollars later. But uh, there there are things that are worthwhile uh, to, to be played out there, especially on PC. And if you want to talk about stuff that might actually make its way over to PSVR 2, let's talk about Edge of Nowhere from Insomniac Games, which was an Oculus exclusive, um, a third-person game where you're following a, a bit antiquated in terms of the control scheme, but uh, a terrifying game that puts you in sort of this... Um, I see, uh, I think it's Antarctica even, but you, but you end up finding your way into caves. And when, when you do that, you start hallucinating. And the hallucinations are absolutely terrifying. You come in, in uh, into contact with all sorts of different monsters. And I guess it's implied that maybe it's some kind of alien life. Uh, I, I don't know what the origin of these creatures are exactly. But uh, it's a climbing game, kind of like... Um, like an uncharted style climbing game where you're climbing ice for a lot of it. But then you have long sequences of uh, a flatness where you're, you're uh, it's mainly a stealth game. You're trying to sneak your way through all of these terrible things that are, that will kill you if they know you're there. And then um, there's a little bit of a shooter aspect to it. You you have a shotgun that you find that if, if shit really hits the fan as a last resort, you can use your gun. But uh, you know, Tie this all together with um, some really profound cinema sequences and psychological horror. Uh, it's an absolute masterpiece of a game and something very, very deserving of a, a remake on PSVR 2 from the now Sony owned Insomniac Games.
0: Tell, tell me, like, watching this trailer has been uh, basically gives me more questions than answers because you mentioned that it's third person. How I I always I always think, and obviously you know, like growing up with mostly third person games, and obviously uh, a lot of my favorite horror games from back in the day being third person. um, When it comes to VR, I always think that for maximum scares, that I need to be the person that I need to experience these things in first person. uh, How how do you think that this was? I was going to ask you do you think it was done in third person on purpose but that's obviously a stupid question. Do you think it was do you, are there elements of it being third person that are essential to this game working the way that it does if that question makes any more sense than my first one?
1: Yeah, yeah, this plays like a like a third person game. The climbing sequences especially and there's a lot of climbing in this game. Um uh, it wouldn't work the same in first person the way that they do it here. It's a lot of, um, you know, cliff jumping. So you have ice picks and you're climbing up sheets of ice, but there's lots of gaps and things that you have to traverse. And it involves you kind of jumping from one cliff to the next and then sticking your, your picks into the ice. And then you kind of slide down and catch yourself at the last moment before you fall to your death. Um, and I guess you could do something like that in VR, but you'd probably make everyone or in first person rather, but you'd probably make everyone sick and it would just completely dominate the game so much that everything else would get lost. And then it would just kind of be a climbing game and not so much a horror game.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, and I want to be very clear that like, I think that there's obviously room for third person games in VR, right? To me, but I just, I I immediately think if you're going to make a horror game in VR, why wouldn't you do it first person, like, to make it as scary as possible? But uh, it it sounds like there's plenty of reasons why it was done this way. So I'm curious, man. And,
1: and like, especially – and also with, like, the the stealth sequences, um, a lot of these would be very difficult to navigate if you couldn't see the entire scene ahead of time and know where the enemies are at. If you were going through and and trying to find a path through some fairly wide areas – uh, it's almost maze-like and trying to navigate these from first person would be very difficult
0: uh, in the chat art decoded says what about a horror game in multiplayer where they try to convince you that your friend isn't real uh, or maybe it's just your madness kicking in i think we've i don't know if we've talked about this before but um i love the thing on ps2 um you get like these uh companions. Uh, And I mean, obviously, if you know the story of the thing, one of them might be infected and might be, uh, so I I always thought that the thing would make a great multiplayer VR game. And uh, if the AI was good enough, it could pretend to be one of your, one of the multiplayer people, right? Maybe you don't allow for voice chat, that kind of thing. You kind of hide some of the ways you would have normally figured it out. Um, Or you play it like Journey, where you're like, you know, you just encounter these people who are also playing the game type thing, uh, and then some of the people you encounter aren't real people. So I think it's, a, I think it's a great idea and I don't think it's been fully explored in VR yet.
1: I think it's a, an idea whose time has yet to come. I think, um, I think we're making huge advancements in terms of AI. And I think in the years to come as, uh, you know, NPC AI gets even better that you're going to be able to maybe pass off, uh, a, 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 an artificial character as, maybe something that's real. I think today it would, it would kind of, it would be kind of easy to point out which one's not the real person, but I I don't think we're very far off from having AI. That's really that, that convincing.
0: I've got, I've got a very important question to ask you. What are your thoughts on five nights at Freddy's VR help wanted?
1: (laughs) I have no thoughts on it. My thoughts are my, uh, my son loves it. Uh, I don't see the uh, the attraction, but I will say this, the, the sequel, um, what's it called? Security uh, Breach. Security Breach looks a little bit better, yeah. and there are rumors that it could be coming to VR. I'm a little more excited for that one, but I haven't played it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. all right I just want to throw it out there because it is a super divisive game for some reason. I don't know why. Uh yeah, you know, in horror it's just one of those things. It's like comedy, it's all subjective. It all it's what works for you personally. Um, but yeah, we we talked about it a little bit before the show. Uh it is uh I think it's absolutely terrifying. I rank it up there as one of the scariest things you can possibly play. As you see the these jump scares that are happening over here next to me. Uh, these are the things to be scared of because they really are. They throw them right into your face uh, and are not concerned at all about uh, you know your, your personal space. <laughs> um, and it's and it's it's basically trying to complete these objectives on time. Uh, and and it's a bunch of mini games and it just kind of some some are more successful than others. Um, but because you know that a jump scare is around the corner if you don't speed the fuck up, uh, I think the tension builds and builds and builds. And for a lot of the games you don't get to move. Uh, and so you're staying there in front of security cameras, hitting buttons, trying to open and close doors, save, save power, turn lights on, turn lights off. And, uh, and I, and I really think that it's one of those that, um, that when it, when it works for you, it really, really works for you. Um, so I always say wait for a sale because they have put it on sale with the curse of the dread bear Halloween DLC, uh, for like super cheap. And so, uh, you get that shit on sale and you get to try it out. Um, uh, but I'm very, very curious to find out if, uh, like, where people stand on it. Because I think most people... I mean, I say most people. Everyone's all over the place on this.
1: I think a game like this, um, it's really important that the mini-games are engaging enough to make you forget about the thing that everyone knows is coming, right? That jump scare. Like, that. It, this game primarily relies on jump scares to scare you. And I'm a person that if I know a jump scare is coming... It's not scary at all. It's just stupid. It's annoying. Um, But, you know, masterful game designers have this ability to distract you and make you forget about that thing that you knew was coming a minute ago. So if these mini games are fun and engaging enough to actually make you not pay attention to the fact that something might be behind you, then it might work.
0: Uh, Spooky Hootie. Gamecat in the chat says one of the best things about horror on PSVR is the sound. This is where VR absolutely will never be beaten when the sound is done well in VR. Uh I 100% agree obviously sound is I think important uh in all games. Uh when it comes to the soundtrack, sound effects the whole thing, right? Creating creating a sense of um tone right above and beyond everything else. Um and, and when and when you have the proper soundtrack, you can absolutely build tension without doing a fucking thing visually um But what else is important, West? I'm going to throw I'm going to throw you a curveball. Uh, other than sound, what else is important to make, make a VR game successfully scary? Well,
1: it just depends on what type of uh, of horror that you're going for. And and while we are on the topic of sound, I do want to shout out Dread Halls, which uh, is getting some love in the chat right now because I think that. Sound design is probably as important as anything it, it, with regards to building tension in a horror game, and and dread dread halls uh, does it very well, expertly, and that's what makes one of the things that makes that game so great. But uh, you know, other, things other than that. I, I mean, I don't know. I think the pacing of uh, of horror games is really important. I think they need to leave uh, a lot to your imagination. You know, uh, l- let you fear things. That aren't there that that might be there, and I'm sure they use sound to do that, but you know, obviously lighting is another big way, you know not being able to to see what's in the same room with you, let around, let alone what's around the next corner. Things like this with regards to level design and and game design, you know leave a lot of blanks for for your mind and your fears to to fill in. I think that's what separates the great games from the uh, the, the just okay ones.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember where we heard this, uh, or where I heard this to begin with. Uh, I think it came from like filming of horror movies, uh, I, and it might even come from Jaws. Um, but the rule the, the rule of horror movies is that you don't show the monster in the first half of the movie, right? Uh, rule of Jaws, you don't show the shark in the first half of the movie. You, you leave that to your imagination. You let it build up, because whatever's in your imagination is far worse than anything they could ever show you on camera. Um, so I agree. I agree. Um, but I also think that, uh, I I will say, I will say setting, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, making sure the player is never comfortable, uh, is probably rule number one for me. Like give safe places. Like, uh, every time you go to a resident evil safe, uh, save room, where it's like the music changes and everything and you know you're safe there. It's like that's that's important, right? But the second you step outside that door, you just never know what's going to happen. And what I love about horror games, and I've talked about this probably fucking ad nauseum, um, is, and this happens in flat screen games, but not it's not nearly as effective. When you walk into a room and then you turn around and whatever was just behind you is different, when you turn around and you see, like, there was a door there, and it's not that there's no door there anymore, right? And you're just like, shit. Now, now you've suddenly taken that safety blanket away from the player. Now, you know, now the player knows that the developers are capable of pretty much anything. The fact that I can't run back to the door that I just came through, now I don't know what to expect. Now, everything is fucking off limits. It's like, we, everything's off the table. We don't know what we don't know what to expect. Um, and that's something that happens in Rush of Blood so fucking eloquently during the mannequin level. Out. where you you, you go into this room and your cart is moving slower than it's ever moved. Like, and this is one of the times where you're just like, get me out of this fucking cart so I can run to the exit, but you're stuck in the cart. And so you just have to fucking sit there and deal with it. And there's mannequins over here. There's mannequins over here. You look at the mannequins over here. And then when you look over here, they're fucking way closer to you than they were before. You're like, who's moving these mannequins? Like what's going on here? And that kind of shit is just fucking with your perception of reality and making you feel unsafe at all times uh, for me is rule number one that just works
1: all the time i I love this sort of surrealism in vr and it's it's not utilized nearly enough you can you can pretty much count on your fingers the the number of games that do this effectively Uh, but there's a really great sequence there's multiple sequences in here they lie that does this but there's a really great one where, you know, you're trying to navigate these subway tunnels, right? And if you pay attention, there are signs on the wall that tell you which way to go. And if you follow those, you'll make it out. But if you don't, sometimes you find yourself, uh, you know, looping or or lost. Uh, So when I was playing through last night, I pretty much just followed the signs until right up at the end, for some reason, I decided to take a a right turn and go the way that I wasn't supposed to go. And, And what ends up happening is you end up, going down this this tunnel to uh, kind of a dead end that's an information desk, right? It's a closed up, shuttered up information desk with a glowing red light, which is ominous in a black and white <laughs> game right. when there's a glowing red light. So you walk up to the information desk and, um, and and nothing happens. But when you turn around, it's sealed. There's just walls now. You can't escape. You're enclosed in this room. And then all of a sudden these, should I spoil it? I mean, I know some people,
0: Hey, listen, if you haven't played here, they lie. Just cover your ears for a minute here. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so after you realize that the walls are blocked off, these flyers all of a sudden fly out of the information desk, they wallpaper the walls and it's a missing persons poster with your name on it. And it tells you that, um, that you are missing. And it literally refers to you as you, and I'm paraphrasing. But it says that you were last being monitored in your apartment and that if you have any information as to your whereabouts to hit the call (laughs) button on the information desk. So you walk up to the information desk. There's no call button, but all of a sudden the thing starts bleeding and the room kind of fills with blood. It's just such an awesome, impactful sequence. And a perfect illustration of the effect that you were just talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, and this isn't this isn't new to VR,
0: Wes. Like, right, we've seen that we saw this plenty of times uh, in, in the past, and and it was it was always cool, but never, never nearly as impactful as it is like when it's happening to you and you suddenly feel trapped and it's like, well, we just locked you in this room. Good fucking
1: luck getting out. Uh, absolutely. Arkham. Dude. The final scene in Batman Arkham is awesome.
0: Agreed, and like that's we don't we don't need to spoil the last scene in Batman Arkham oh, for anybody. No. But that is, if you haven't done it, go do it. Such a great ending. Yeah. Yep.
1: That makes the game worth playing. That that ending is just so cool. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm going to bring one up that uh, I don't think a lot of people talk about. Uh, this this one I think is only on jesus the japanese store i think uh on the playstation japanese store uh, even just getting it downloaded to my playstation 5 might be a hassle but as soon as i can because uh, i've had like seven I different know. accounts at one point it's uh i
1: already da- know what you're gonna say daruma son got caught on have you played it Wes? i have not because i kept waiting and holding out hope that they would bring this to the north american store which they never did and i never went through the trouble of, of setting up the the foreign account that i would need to buy it but this thing looks fucking terrifying, Brian.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find a trailer for it, so I just have to play my review here. Uh, what it is is it's the it's it's a Japanese version of Red Light, Green Light. Basically, if you ever played that when you were a kid, uh, you, you can only uh, you can only walk forward when the per- when, when the person ahead of you isn't looking at you. And uh, so, you know, obviously when you were kids, you'd like somebody would stand on the other side of the lawn and they'd be like, red light, green light, red light, green light. And like, you, like every time they say green light, you fucking run toward them and then red light, you have to freeze, right? It's very, very similar to that, except the person saying red light, green light is saying it in Japanese in a creepy little girl's voice. And she is a creepy little girl and she is standing there with her back to you and as you get closer to or you realize that she is not a little girl. <laughs> she is fucking uh, a demon disguised as a little girl. And, uh, and, if, and if you don't stop moving when she turns around, Daruma-san ga-koran. Stop moving. Yeah. Like, stop moving because you're going to get fucking killed. It's actually pretty challenging. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's not super long. I think there's only three levels total. Um, but, man, is it ever worth it? um i've got to uh i've got i've got to redownload this and, I, and I, I'll, I'll figure out a way to play it um before the end of the month during one of my halloween oh, days yeah. this
1: this should be one of yeah this should definitely be one of your games because it is such a simple concept but the production is so great on it and it really has that japanese horror vibe to it uh it's demonic and terrifying and i could only imagine what the audio must sound like inside the headset um God, I want to play it I need to I need to do the steps. I don't even know what they are but I need to uh, go ahead and pull the trigger. I guess it's not coming. I guess I should just go ahead and break down and do it.
0: yeah, I mean <laughs> I can't imagine it's coming now uh, this is I don't know what was this 2019 2020 I don't even know man wow. I have yeah. no idea um, but yeah one of the one of those weird hidden gems'll uh, I'll throw this out there to uh, people wandering. Uh was another good one. I believe that was only on maybe the Japanese and the Korean store. Uh, this is why you need multiple accounts, people.
1: Oh, really? Uh, people wondering, that's on Steam.
0: Yeah, it's not not on the U.S. store. Um uh, wow, I is. didn't know that. Yep. And then, uh, and then I believe, again, only on the Korean and Japanese stores. And I think the Korean one is always the place to get these, if possible, because the Korean, for whatever reason, the Korean versions tend to have english translations in them the japanese ones tend not to uh so if you're if you are creating multiple accounts uh and something's available on the korean and japanese store try to get it on the korean store first um kowloon's gate uh which is which is just fucking weird right kowloon's gate was a playstation one game uh again only in japan and korea i think uh never came to the u.s and uh and so they, they made a playstation vr like they they brought this game back to life uh and you're inside like the walled city the gated city of uh, of kowloon uh, and it's just inhabited by the strangest people ever uh, and your only mission when you go into it is to collect shrimp don't ask why because i can't couldn't tell you it has something to do with collecting film um and taking pictures of the thing that the game wants you to take pictures of uh and so and it's just it i don't think it's it's horror in the sense that it takes place in just a fucking weird ass world that doesn't seem to have much explanation to it. Um, but is it super scary? No, it's just unsettling from start to finish. Uh, so Kowloon's Gate, People Wandering, and uh, and Darumasan Kakoranda are the uh, are the three imports that I gotta recommend. Um, I'm gonna toss it back to you, us man. Let's let's talk about something that people have actually heard of. Uh,
1: well, um. All right, let, let's do that. Let's. I, I keep seeing Transparence come up in the uh, in the chat, which is one that doesn't really didn't really cross my mind as I was contemplating what we were going to talk about today. So uh, I'm sorry for throwing you a curveball here, but uh, it's because it's not technically a horror game, but it's very dark, uh, psychological thriller game. Uh, some of the best um, production values I've ever seen in a VR game. And it's absolutely beautiful on uh, PlayStation too. highly recommend that game. It comes from a film studio, um, which is, is escaping me right now. Um, Uh, Spectre vision. Spectre vision. Thank you. Um, I love transference and uh, it's short, uh, but just, it's one of a few games that's less than three hours, $30 price tag at launch and uh i didn't complain at all i gave it a great review recommended it at 30 dollars um uh transference is great
0: yeah uh Spectra vision, uh for anybody who doesn't know uh is the is the it's a film production studio headed by um elijah wood not headed by he's one of the three i believe co-founders um and so uh and and their their mission their their mission statement for the company for Spectra vision was to uh was to make fuck what was it uh is to make a horror movie that would eventually get like uh, commercially recognized as, as like a success um, and get a, like an Academy award or, or, or an Oscar or whatever the fucking, however they celebrate uh, film success. Right. Uh, it, it, it was sort of to bring v, bring horror into the mainstream and convince people that like horror was a viable um, thing and not just, not just this fringe thing. Um, I forget the exact wording. I wish I'd prepared for that. Um, <laughs> but uh but transparency is interesting, man. Because yeah, I agree. The, the the quality, the production value on this is so high. Um, it, w- along with Paranormal Activity, I feel like the environments border on, like that photorealism, as close to photorealism as you're going to get on PlayStation VR or in VR uh, until next gen. Uh, and it's just it's amazing that they take the environments that are that realistic. And then they just fuck with them, like right there in front of your eyes, right? Things change right in front of your eyes. Rooms change right in front of your eyes. And it does the thing we were just talking about, where you open a door, you walk through it, and then you try to walk back through that door, and it's a closet, right? Like, that kind of stuff is done really, really well in Transference.
1: Yeah, it's a puzzle game that's that's built around a dimension-hopping mechanic, where there are different versions of each room, depending on which... Door you go through, or which switch that you flip uh, completely changes things. And the story of the game is just dark by the time you get to the end and kind of unlock all of the little sequences. And it, and it, you know, it does have a little artistic value to it as well, as it examines um, perception and how everyone kind of lives in their own reality and how the same things can be viewed uh, through different eyes and have a very different feel to them depending on the person the eye of the beholder so to speak
0: i agree i agree um all right we got we got we got a couple more to talk about for sure but i want to make sure we get these tips in before it gets to a uh, aj over at psvr underground with the five dollar tip says honorable mention to the persistence end of deck one uh home sweet home and immortal legacy it's like discount resident evil Four. lol
1: i still haven't finished the persistence man it's so fucking hard <laughs>
0: uh it's funny because i i obviously finished the persistence uh before reviewing it but then uh but going back in and trying to do it on a live stream i i die a lot and sorry sirens on my end and uh and yeah no persistence is super hard and when i and when i look at the, they give you the total number of deaths uh at the end of the game i died like 50 times or something like that. And, it, and so many other people that I talked to were like, oh, I died like 11 or 12 times. And I'm like, what?
1: No way. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Right, right. Right. Show me a
0: screen grabber. It didn't happen.
1: Um, right. Well, I mean, death is part of the progression in this game. It's how you advance your character. It's, it's that classic roguelike um, structure where you have to die to upgrade. And uh, somebody says that, that they've died like a dozen times or something. I don't believe it. Not for a second. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, the persistence, the end of deck one, uh, Rypop, one of our moderators, loves, loves, loves sharing um, my, my little girl scream that I did during, during a live stream. Uh, I think it was my first playthrough. Uh, there is some scary shit that happens at the end of uh, deck one. And, uh, yeah, fortunately or unfortunately for me, that is all caught on film, uh, AJ also mentions "Home Sweet Home," "Immortal uh, Legacy." Uh, I, again, g- great game, but "Home Sweet Home" I think is one that deserves a special mention. That is, uh, it, that is Asian horror, but it actually was localized uh, for the U.S. Um, and, it, and, it, and it kind of it, it it does stuff that a lot of other uh, horror things that we find in the U.S. don't do because it's so deeply rooted. Uh, in is it is it Taiwan? I always fucking forget, man. Like I'm I'm terrible with. Uh, remembering this kind of stuff, but uh, but there's all sorts of things that you're not terribly familiar with, right? Like you, so when you walk up something and it's like you know covered, connected with yarn, there's red
1: yarn everywhere,
0: and you're like, why is this like it's, this? Uh, right? It's
1: I, I want to say it's not Taiwan, uh, Thailand, maybe Taiwanese. No, it's not Taiwanese. It's uh, shit.
0: I'm looking it up right now, man, because like I, I just not going to be able to. Uh, uh, let's see. Thai,
1: yeah. Meaning, uh, yeah, Thailand. Thailand. Thailand folklore, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, yeah, and so there's there's like stuff like that's that's connected with like all this red yarn, and you're like, and and, and I think if you grew up there, you'd, you'd be familiar with that because that's part of their their kind of like horror mythos that they're familiar with. But I think it's even more scary when you're not familiar with it. You're like, what is the meaning behind this? Like, right? It's like you're actually learning about uh, this other culture and 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 the things that scare them as you're playing the game. Um, great game, horrible game, breaking bug, uh, near the the end. But other than that, great game.
1: Yeah. You you know, while we're talking about home sweet home, I want to touch on something you were talking about earlier about things that make horror games, great things that make them scary. And we talked upon lighting and, and limiting your line of sight. We talked about sound design, uh, something that always gets me is being pursued, right? So, like, I think that the, the, the things that probably scare me the most in, in horror games are, are games that allow me just enough room to escape. Like, don't make it easy for me to escape, but give me a path. That way, when there's a pursuit, when I've been discovered, you know, it's been a stealth sequence for 30 minutes. Oh, shit. It sees me. Now I'm running away, be it from this character in this game or be it Jack inside the mansion or even the big, tall, goofy-looking caricatures in Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife. When those motherfuckers are after you, you, there has to be enough hope of your escape. Even if you never escape, that chase, it, it, it gets me every time. Nothing gets my pulse up more than that. And Home Sweet Home does that very well. They put little hidey spots around everywhere. Yeah. that they, they, they allow you to find multiple routes through the rooms to, to get away from this thing. And you're probably not going to get away but you can and the fact that you can makes you try
0: right and and the sound design on this is great too i i've always thought that the character's uh, volume was way too loud like it was like it always felt like it was in the room even if it was like in the room next door uh but the fact is is that the sound it makes uh is so distinct that if i ever heard it in real life like if i was laying in bed and i heard this noise i would jump out the fucking window because i'd be like it's here um but it's yeah, it's really, really good, and so there's, and there's a lot of different stealth elements, um, and so trying to kind of like work your way around. Uh, I, I'm not a huge stealth fan, but in horror games, I am because it's like I don't know if I, if I'm playing Metal Gear Solid, I'm just going to shoot the fucker in the face, right? Right. But exactly. but this is but in horror games, you're generally either uh, unarmed or you know outmatched, and there's just no way you're going to survive uh, something that's supernatural or paranormal uh, because. Well, because they always win.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not a big fan of stealth either, but I don't think it's a really a, a black mark on the genre. I just think that most stealth games are done very badly. Like, if you're going to have a stealth game, yeah, you need to make people want to be stealthy. Like, yeah. there shouldn't be another option. You should have to hide. Like, Aspire One is is the worst for this. Uh, like, don't
0: even get me started. It's on supposed Aspire. to
1: be. It's supposed to be a stealth game, right? And it does a lot of great things. But you don't have to be stealthy. You can run through that thing guns a-blazing. And, I mean, sure, it'll penalize you in terms of, like, points or whatever or, or, or achievements. Okay. But you can make your way through the game just fine. Um, but in tur- back to, to, to Home Sweet Home, what you're saying about the sound is true. The character, you're constantly tracking it because this girl is always crying. But not only is she crying, she's also clicking a box cutter that she's holding and intending to carve you up with. (laughs) That's so nice. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, man. Uh, We also got one more tip here before we move on. It is a shapeshifter R, the amorphous game cat with the five euros has uh, played some zombie U for Wii U and then later on PS3 the ps3 or the ps4 i don't know anyway it doesn't matter uh have he's wondering if either of us have played it. the survival element combined with the creepy atmosphere and permadeath is screaming vr you haven't played it
1: oddly no and i and i do have uh i have we i have we you this is just one you know i bought those consoles for my children I never really played it uh or all that much a few games uh obviously played a lot of mario but uh never never played out uh zombie or or really a lot of these things that took advantage of the the motion controllers with Wii i never really even played with yeah
0: uh i i think i bought the wii u4 zombie U, uh and i was like oh this is really good and i really enjoyed it i only played the first few hours um but i I liked i I liked what they were doing and i liked how um give you an idea of how it plays Wes. um you're you're trying to survive the the zombie apocalypse and so you're out there and you're collecting all this stuff and uh, you get eventually you're gonna get killed I think getting killed is part of this and then uh, you and then it switches perspective over to uh, another survivor and you're taking control of another person and you have to go very dark souls like go find your dead body uh, and pick up everything to retrieve your backpack um, and keep moving um, it's been a while since I played it uh, but I remember having fun with it quite a bit and i think and i think vr would be an amazing place for it um what do we have to Dude, there's so, there's so many games we could talk about and we're like an hour and 40 minutes into the show uh, so let's each let's each take one more man let's each take one more
1: um all right well if, if we got to narrow it down to one more time or one more game, I, I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't beat you over the head one more time with Wilson's heart, uh, which is a, an Oculus exclusive, an Oculus Rift exclusive. It, you can't play it on quest, at least not yet. Uh, although they did just pick up the, the, uh, the developers, So maybe this is something coming a little bit later down the road. Uh, but Wilson's heart is uh, an all time great VR game. Now, Like a game like Here They Lie, it has technical limitations. Specifically, it's a teleport only game. It's node based teleport. So you're teleporting from scene to scene. Although the maps are big and you can make your way through them kind of like a blood and truth, um, you're going node to node. Now, with that said, this game is all about uh, the art, it's all about the storytelling. It's Hollywood level storytelling made by people from Hollywood with uh, world-class voice actors that you have heard of. Um, but this is a, a love note, a love letter to the classic universal monster movies. And um, what, what's really great about it is you, you kind of figure that out pretty quickly into the game, what they're going for here, kind of that spooky 1950s or 1930s war. Mm-hmm. But it isn't limited to that because when you get into like the, the real dirt in this game, I mean, there's demonic, evil stuff at play as well. So uh, it's great. It makes you feel like it's just going to be that kind of spooky, all-ages type of horror. And then it hits you in the gut with pentagrams and gore and all kinds of cool stuff. But it, it's not too heavy-handed. That stuff only comes in spurts. Uh, the puzzles are very... Are we back? Are we- I think we're back.
0: Okay, let's see if the stream's still We're up. back. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, is the stream... Successfully reconnected. Let me just make sure over on YouTube. Let's give it a second to get caught up. Dude, okay. I think we're back. Let's Thank, kn- let's know in the chat if we're yeah. back.
1: Thank you lucky stars that you don't use restream, Brian, because if you used restream and that happened, mm-hmm. stream over, it would be over. It would automatically yep. hit in stream on YouTube for you.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's I hate that. Uh having having to actually uh, have this on the channel as two... Uh, separate episodes, part one, part two, uh, would drive my OCD insane, and I wouldn't be able to handle it. And I'd have to make seven videos just to get it off of the main timeline. Um, yeah. Wilson's heart. Uh, you said it's never. Co- I think. I think we lost uh, connection, or it was on me, apparently. Um, we lost connection right as you were saying it's never coming to PSVR two. Uh, and, Never and, I, and I will say, Wes, this is this was one of the saddest things uh, about the purchase of Twisted Pixel for me uh, because this was the game you and I were talking about when I first said, I hope PSVR 2 becomes this place where uh, VR developers bring all of their former games and just kind of drop them on the store with some updated PSVR 2 graphics and PSVR 2 adaptive triggers and, and, and headset haptics uh, and whatever else uh, and just give all these games a second chance. This was the game we were talking about when I very first said that for the very first time and to have this game be now or this studio twisted pixel now being owned by uh, by meta kind of kind of breaks my heart a little bit because i was like this because you, you you recommended it so much um i am hoping however i'm hoping that uh I, I think that we need facebook and sony to talk a little bit more and see each of each other as less of a competitor. Uh, and and more, they need to kind of team up a little bit in order to make VR a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more successful. And I think that having some crossover titles uh, would really, really help that. You know, how great would it be to see what what, what I just
1: How have we not talked about Blair Witch yet? They just mentioned it in the chat, and I'm like, duh. Well, duh, that's a great one. Looper,
0: the underground game cat with the two euros, says, Blair Witch, the house part, especially, and I was actually going to finish off the conversation with Boyer Witch tonight, so don't you worry at all. Um, Here, let me bring up Boyer Witch. Uh, Anyway, uh,
1: you know, uh, regarding your thoughts between potential collaboration between Meta and Sony, it's certainly not impossible. We did see uh, Zuckerberg shout out Sony the other day during the Connect. I forget which game it was that they were talking about. It was a Sony property coming over to Meta. Oh, Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man VR. There you go. Thank you. In collaboration with Sony, they did send them out a thank you there. So who knows? Uh, it certainly, um, isn't on Meta's part. Um, you you know, Meta's always been keen on the idea of collaborating with Sony. They've said it many times. So if Sony would accept this sort of an agreement, it certainly could happen.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, We'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think it's the end of the world if it doesn't happen. Um, however, I do think I will never get around to playing this <laughs> if it doesn't come to PSVR 2.
1: Let, let me just say this. Incidentally, this game does not need a remaster. It's an old game. Fucking beautiful, dude. The graphics are, are just gorgeous in this game. It does not need remastered at all.
0: Geison in the chat says this could still be brought over to PSVR 2 since it can't be played on Quest, uh, which makes a lot of sense if, if the game isn't even playable on... Quest, it's like, is it really competing? They might as well make some extra money on the release on PSVR 2. Again, I brought this up before. It's like kind of like when Sega made like Game Boy Advance games when they were still doing Dreamcast games. It was like, oh, well, you're not really competing, right? We don't have a handheld system. <laughs> so uh, I don't and
1: know. Sega, and then Sega folded <laughs> <laughs> in terms of a console that they, they, they were done right, right Dis- after that, despite all the tries.
0: Um, yeah, I do, I, I do think we need to talk about Blair Witch just a little bit here. Um, I, I did not have high hopes for Blair Witch Project, uh, or Blair Witch VR, as it's called, uh, because uh, I don't think Blair Witch had been terribly awesome since the first movie, uh, and on top of that, the flat-screen game uh, got pretty rough reviews. Uh, I don't think a lot of people really enjoyed it over there. Um, and then, uh, and on top of that, it was being brought over by Inkuvo, I believe, right, who uh, had graced us only months prior over on PlayStation VR with Layers of Fear, which was an abysmal port of what I think is a pretty, pretty decent game. Um, It still worked for me on some levels, but overall it just, I mean, the the visual quality was really, really rough. And then we got Blair Witch VR on PSVR and it was, uh, and I was blown away, man. Graphically worked, uh, custom designed, uh, for the move controllers. Uh, like, I mean, e- everything in this game seemed like it was given a lot of care and a lot of love, unlike Layers of Fear, uh, and just ended up becoming one of my favorite uh, horror games on the platform.
1: Yeah, another one of these games that, in certain sequences, uh, makes you question your surroundings. I love it because it's one of these games, uh, only a handful of VR games do this, where it puts you, the character that you're playing has uh, mental illness. And it does a very effective job of of conveying to you what it must feel like to to have these sorts of issues. Uh, You never know, you're never sure of your surroundings at any one given time. Things can change on the drop of a dime. And typically, amazingly, uh, it it seems to happen when you're alone or you get separated from your dog or something like that. Now all of a sudden you start to have uh, flashbacks to the war or, you know, the house level at the end is another great example of this, where, where things are just never as they seem. And it seems like you're going in circles and then you find out you're really not. And, uh, it, yeah, it's just it's great on every level. The, the production values are super high. The control scheme is perfect. No matter which platform you play on, that camera matches the button configuration on Oculus controllers across the board. I played every version of this game. It's great no matter where you play it. It absolutely is one of the best of the best with regards to VR horror.
0: And Tornado is doing her absolute best to shut us down again. I don't know if that was her the first time, but now I'm starting to believe it might have (laughs) been. She's just like pulling at everything. What are you doing? Uh, Yeah, if you haven't played this one, absolutely pick it up. Um, There's, I mean, the house at the end, like, is feels like its own game right it goes on super long uh compared to all the other stuff you encounter in the game there's so much mystery involved here Uh, there are things that you can just easily skip over and uh you like you kind of get here references to and you'll think like man should i be hanging out here should i be trying to figure this out uh to the point where you finish the game and you're like i need to go back and and do this again i've played it through twice and uh and, and feel like um i got just as much on my second playthrough as i did on my first it was really really rewarding Good stuff.
1: Jumps around in timelines. Does that really well. Yeah. Love
0: it. Yep. Uh, shout out to Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. It's a cartoony shout game. Shout out
1: to Lies Beneath.
0: Shout out to light. Beneath. Okay. Uh, shout out to. <laughs> shout out to A Chair in a Room Greenwater.
1: Word. Shout out to Cosmo Dread. Word. Shout out to.
0: That's all I got. Okay,
1: good stuff. Su- right. I think I think that's I think it's a good. Good I talk. Think I think it's good. Sci-fi yeah. game get Henry,
0: make sure you mark all of those to, just so we know. Just just to note that we talked about them.
1: <laughs> just kidding. I like Chair in a Room. Green Not really a horror game. Kind of like Transference, but uh, cool for sure. Yeah, really. Masters. Janky.
0: Oh yeah, super janky. Master suspense. Right? Like it, it's it's it's. I, I think I think that I think that Wolf and Wood. The developers are really good at creating suspense. I think they absolutely kill it. Um, but then but then, you have... Yeah, Wolfenwood also has a major problem with jank. Um, everything... You walk into a room and everything in their games looks super polished. Uh, they go for photorealism. They almost nail it every time. Like, it just... It's, their games tend to look really beautiful. Uh, and then... And then something just goes interact. horribly wrong. Yeah. You pick up anything. You try to
1: grab something and it flies away.
0: <laughs> it flies away. Or if, even with if in your hand, like it doesn't seem to be moving with your hand. Like it's, everything in those games just seems kind of messy as I experienced with, uh, with the Exorcist Legion VR yesterday, which was crazy because I played through that game so many times without a single problem. And then yesterday I experienced a multitude of problems. Luckily, I was going to say nothing game breaking, but I think in chapter four, that might have been a game-breaking bug that I encountered. I couldn't even finish it. So maybe looking forward to next-gen, Wes, when things will be maybe slightly more polished, when we'll maybe get even more horror VR games, hoping that most flat-screen horror games find their way over to PSVR 2, more so than this generation.
1: And if we just get a handful of great ones with with next-gen features, it's going to be the best thing ever. I agree.
0: I agree. And hopefully, hopefully hybrids, man. Hopefully hybrids. Because, yeah. I mean, I I, I can't believe we live in a world where Bioshock doesn't exist on PSVR 1, where Outlast 1 and 2 don't exist on PSVR 1. Yeah, God. It's just insane that these games don't exist over there. There's no reason for it. Um, So, well, fingers crossed for next gen. Stop breaking stuff. What are you doing? Listen, listen. you want attention? We're going to... Here, come here. Come here. Come here. Oh good girl. Come here. Come here. Oh. No, you can What are you trying to do, huh? What are you trying to do? Don't you want to play 20 questions with us? Don't you want to play? Tw- She's so not happy with me. She's like, Why are you touching me, Brian? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Why don't you meow for everyone. Hmm? Watch meow for everyone. Look how big she is. She's gigantic. Yeah.
1: She looks huge, yeah. Get out of here. Go ahead.
0: Uh, we get two tips before we move on to twenty questions. PSVR Underground with the two dollar tip says shout out to the person that made GameCat AJ sent. <sighs> um, yeah, I don't know how I became the middleman, and uh, I forgot who sent it to me, and uh, because because AJ doesn't remember either, that doesn't help us very much. Genetic blast me the oozing GameCat like mass right over the two dollar tip says don't forget the spooky part of AstroBot. Who could forget the spooky part of AstroBot? She looks unamused. That is absolutely correct, AJ. Uh, Wes, I'm going to bring up the game for 20 questions on my screen right now. Are you ready to play 20 questions?
1: No, I'm never ready to play 20 questions, but we're going to give it our all.
0: Nice. Uh, If you guys don't know how this works, uh, there are sirens on my end, and I have a game up in this head of mine, which is very, very faulty, so please... Forgive me if I AJ the fuck out of this. Um, And then you guys out there and Wes, you have 20 yes or no questions in only six minutes on the clock to figure out what game I'm thinking of. Yes, we stole this from Game Scoop. No, they have no idea who we are, so it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Let's let's do this, man. Uh, Where is the clock? Where is the clock? Where is the clock? Hold on. More sirens. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I was going to say something really inappropriate. I'm glad I didn't because I've... I always say inappropriate things to the sirens um, when I'm not live. Where is... Everything in my life is just so inappropriate. On your mark! Get Des. Go.
1: Is this a horror game, Brian?
0: Wes, I was going to not pick a horror game because it would make it too easy. I knew this would be the first question you would ask. However, it is.
1: Have we spoken about it in this episode, Brian?
0: uh i think i think the the name came up yeah
1: oh i should just say it right now so that uh so that i could is there has anyone ever gotten it in three questions (laughs) (laughs) don't
0: forget if you get it wrong you immediately lose
1: yeah okay and i don't think Um, no i don't think
0: anyone's ever gotten it in three questions
1: I'd like to know what the record is. If some game cat out there could tell me the the record, you did mine last time in nine, which was fucking impressive. Lo- Looper's, pretty,
0: um, Looper's the one who's keeping track of all of this shit. Looper probably knows.
1: Is uh, is this game exclusive to PlayStation VR?
0: It's not. Uh, were you, were uh, you going to get it wrong if you guessed? guess nope, No. Oh. Nope, oh. Nope, oh. Nope. Wow.
1: Okay. The game I'm thinking of is cross platform. Okay. Um. Let me think here. Um, is this game a haunted house simulator? Yes, it is. Is this game affected the manor? Brian? Oh, it
0: is affected the manor. Complete edition. Yes, it is. In just four and a half minutes. I mean, just uh, a, a minute. I could have had half.
1: it in three, dude. I could have had it in three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even prepared to uh, with the trailer. Jesus, there it is. Affected the manor. Complete edition by Fallen Planet Studios. Um, Came out last year. I've been I've been playing through this, uh, dude. This thing is absolutely terrifying. Ooh, Looper says Dave got Robinson the journey in four questions. You could well, have
1: I, beaten. I should have went for it. Damn it! That's what happens. Let this be a lesson to all of you out there. You'll never get anywhere in life if you sit back and don't go for it. Jump on the grenade. Take your <laughs> shot. That's the only way you're going to ever get anywhere.
0: Yep. This game, I, I will say, this is terrifying. Uh, I love... Uh, my favorite thing about this is is kind of how cheap it is, right? Because because it's so much better than going through actual haunted houses. I, I wait all year to go through actual haunted houses, and then I go through them, and I'm so disappointed. Uh, like, I, I swear when I went to the Factory of Terror last year that they forgot to staff it, right? <laughs> it was like, where's it? where's all the people that usually jump out and scare you? It's like they couldn't even find people to, like run the haunted house. It was terrible. And it's super expensive. It's like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something to go through and you can go through twice. It's like, who cares, man? Who cares? This is like $10. And you get, you can go through each run takes like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. There's technically four different paths to go through, right? So if you're playing with your friends, you can, you can all take separate paths and you can watch each other get scared. Uh, they do things in, the, oh. sorry. Sorry. Something, something just totally fell right in front of me and it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Sorry. I, the, the, see, the, the camera is just it's facing weird. the wrong way. Um, yeah, my, my, my PSVR camera just fell off of the, uh,
1: off of its mount. Um, oh, mine does that every, every fucking other day.
0: Yeah. And your place isn't even haunted. So like, <laughs> yeah. I hope not. uh, no, this, this, this was just a poor duct tape job. This had nothing to do with ghosts. Um, but it it still scared the fuck out of me. Um, yeah, this is dude, this is this this game is so much fun. And I, and I love that it can do stuff that regular haunted houses can't. Uh it can throw shit at your face, it can throw furniture around the room. It can uh it, obviously paranormal shit can just like jump up in in your face. Everything's great. Um and uh yeah, man. I I I really enjoy this despite the god awful
1: controls. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been in that affected the manor. Um I think I went into it once, right when they updated it and put the new content in it. Mm -hmm. But like, I haven't been back since then. And uh, I think maybe it's time. Maybe we do that tonight. We need another title. Maybe I'll do that live. We'll just live go through one of the paths on there tonight. Nice, do it up, man. Do it up. We we, we've been known to do that. We'll we'll just start as a podcast and break off into live gameplay right in uh, right in the middle of an episode.
0: Um, <laughs> Ian, Ian Stanbridge in the chat says, "Brian, you'll realize it's haunted when the ghost duct tape your camera back up for you." Oh my god! What's What's going to happen is I'll wake 3M. I'll wake up and it'll be like it, it'll be duct taped in my bedroom, and uh, and my PlayStation will be on, and it'll be showing me on my television, and I'll be like, "Oh,
1: 3 m picture hanging strips don't use duct tape. There's these things. They're like Velcro, only both sides are exactly the same thing." Yep and um you can put your camera into the mount upside down so that the thing goes up and you can hang your your camera from different mounting points i have like fucking 10 different spots i can just stick my camera to whenever i need to move it and and that's important as we mentioned earlier because different games require different setups for your camera
0: I'm uh I'm taking notes over here secrets of says Brian watch Deadstream. you'll love it uh I think I saw that go by on Netflix or Amazon or something I'm definitely taking all recommendations for horror movies gotta watch everything uh, I possibly can Uh, I've actually been watching the fear footage phenomenon it's a documentary about you know the origins of found footage movies and they keep talking about all sorts of uh movies that I've never heard of before uh and so I'm and I'm taking notes as I watch it and, and sort of just uh you know, kind of blasting through old found footage movies here and there. Um, just watched the last broadcast, uh, which was uh, which kind of came out around the same time as Blair Witch, and uh, and it, not great, but still an enjoyable watch, especially if you're interested in found footage genre. Good stuff. Um, <sighs> Game, Game Cat under says, the light just came on behind you, Brian. Uh, I mean, I can see behind me. I don't know if you know that or not. I, I can see behind me, so that doesn't doesn't work at the same way as if i'm in vr um everybody go subscribe to west over at virtual strangers they've got good halloween content coming not just in the future but in the near future obviously they got some stuff coming tonight go watch what they're doing over there uh also join our Discord. Click the link in the description below. Consider following us and uh, and helping the channel out on Patreon.com/slash/withoutparolegames. Uh, thank you so much to all the moderators. Thank you everybody who helps this channel run. You guys are amazing. Jay uploads this thing on audio services of your choice for your oral pleasure. It's fun to mispronounce it. Uh, and also sci-fi game cat Henry, or as I like to call him, timestamp game cat Henry. It's seems very reductive. Um, he puts timestamps into these videos after the fact. So thank you, everybody who helps the channel run. Um, uh, Thanks everybody who helped out in the chat uh, tonight for 20 questions and participated in the chat, everybody who tipped, and everybody who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here.
1: View the black cat, Brian. Let's do it.
0: SB in the chat says, wasn't cannibal Holocaust the first one? It gets credited for being the first one. I think there were other found footage movies before it. Um, and it's, and it's one that's on my list. SB, uh, I, I know the controversy. I know the, like the, the animal violence, cruelty shit. Like they actually killed like two animals in the movie. Um, and, uh, but, but still I need to watch it because it's one of those things that just, I don't know, like I love horror movies and I love found footage movies. So i feel like I just need to fucking do it. So, uh, yeah. Have you seen Cannibal Holocaust, Wes?
1: I'm aware of it. I have not seen it, yeah. actually, so no.
0: Okay. Uh, and I think, what is it? Uh, the, I've got a big question about this Friday's episode. I'm not sure what's happening, so everyone stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. Uh, Miles Dyer's last show with his band uh, is happening Friday, right Like right before Gamescast time. Uh, so he's going to be doing that and hopefully live streaming it because we'd love to see that. Um but it also means he's not going to be on Friday's episode uh and I don't and I you know can only take one day at a time so I haven't figured out what's happening Friday so stay tuned uh but I will uh be doing plenty of shit on the channel uh including a live stream very shortly with whatever game it is that I choose for day 3 of Halloween week but don't watch me go watch Wes instead
1: Coronda
0: Coronda yeah I got to figure out if I can download that good shit All right, dude. Let's get out of here. Bye, everybody.